Welcome to It's Funny, That Makes It Okay, a podcast where we talk about what we find funny, strange, off the wall, possibly even a rant from time to time. I'm Doug Meeks, my co-host is Greg Daniel, and here we go. All right, well, here we are again, starting out November. It's hard to believe two months left in the year. I know. It's crazy, man. Yeah, uh, Halloween's all done now. Yeah, had uh, some crazy weather, cold, snow. It's a uh, you know, wonderful Halloween time here in the Midwest. Yeah, I think we talked about that on our Halloween episode, that Illinois, you could be 70 degrees or you could be snowing. And we had the snowing. Yeah. Oh, so, other than Halloween, anything else going on? Uh, no, not this, not much this weekend, just kind of did some running around, a little shopping, and, uh, running around with uh, my mom and mother-in-law a little bit on Sunday, and just did some things around the house. Didn't do a lot. Should have yeah. done more, but, uh, didn't get much. How about you? What'd you have going on? Well, we, we actually took a little trip, went down to Nashville. Nice. Uh, for the week, it was, uh, mine and Lori's 35th wedding anniversary back in October, so we were celebrating and took a drive down to Nashville. Hung out, kind of a cool place. Yeah, a lot of a lot of music history there. Got to see, you know, recording studios where Elvis recorded, and uh, some of the current musicians, the studios that they own. It's kind of neat to drive by those. I thought maybe you them. got her a week's membership at a gym down there and went down and let her work out for a week. <laughs> I did get no. her some uh, Nashville ink pens with her name on them. Well, right? that is nice. <laughs> I mean, that is just the sign of a good husband, right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and speaking I, of, I do what I can. Of Lori and Mitchell. We are still trying to have our wives, hopefully, fairly soon. We'll get them in here and uh, we'll have a, a little bit of fun with uh, the wives telling some, some stories. Let them get their point of view across. Um, it just hasn't worked out so far. They, they're they just not getting their housework done. So we can't get them up in here until they get all their work done. But uh, no. But yeah, we are going to try to get them out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to get them up in here and we're going to have some fun and uh, just, you know, get get a female perspective on some of this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, while we were gone, we went to the, to the movies <laughs> and saw uh, Zombieland Double Tap. The next is a Zombieland movie. Okay. Uh, definitely give it a thumbs up. Uh, so, if you enjoyed the first Zombieland movie, I think you would enjoy the second one. Um, I don't think you've seen them yet, have you? I, I have. I've seen about thirty minutes of the first one, and that was about it. And that's just the first thirty minutes. So. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Definitely recommend it. So, you get a chance, take a look at that. Uh, but other than that, that's about it. Not a whole lot going on. All right. Well, I, and I don't have anything else, so I think we'll just go ahead and get into it then. Uh, first thing, we're going. We haven't done one of these in a few weeks, so we're going to do a kind of a conversation starter here. And I got us a question. Okay. Um, the question is, you have to pick either you will have your grandma's hairstyle <laughs> or her first name, and this will be from birth. So you're going to be born with either your grandma's hairstyle or your first name. Now, the 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 site that I went to is showing some different things you could bring up. It didn't have from birth, but I got to thinking, if I'm an adult... I don't care what people think about. I mean, I would pick the name because that's easy. My grandma's name was Glinda. So I like, I don't care. I would call myself whatever. <laughs> but if you're a kid, you can even call yourself something else, a nickname. But there's always that time where they would always want you, or at least at our school, they'd say, what you, you'd have to say out your given name at times. And they would, they'd write it out. So, you know, if you had a nickname, they wanted your given name. So the kids would find out what your name is. Yeah. So that is going to be embarrassing. Or... 
My grandma had the big beehive hairstyle, so <laughs> I could have that as well going through school. Little little second grade me running around with the beehive there. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, this this is going to be a tough choice. I haven't made my decision yet. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. I'll give you the descriptions of mine, and then we can discuss which one you think you want to do. So my grandma's name. So. <clears throat> Really, I could pick either from my mom's side or my dad's side. Uh, my gr- my grandma on my mom's side, her name was Geneva, and the grandma on my dad's side was Mamie. <laughs> well, so, let's go with Mamie. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, a better name. Yeah, so I can be Mamie as a little kid. Uh, now, mm. the hairstyle she had, and, and I really don't remember my grandma on my mom's side all that well. She passed away when I was pretty young. Uh, but Mamie, my dad's mom... Her hairstyle was that kind of, it's hard to explain, but it was kind of straight over the top of her head and then curled in underneath on the sides and in the back. So we kind of, kind of a George Washington powder wig. Nice. That would be nice. (laughs) Yeah. So a little first grade Greg running around with that, that I don't see any problems at all. Yeah. So, so that's my two choices. So I don't know. Do you want to tackle yours first? Okay. Um, yeah, let's see that. You gotta go with that hairstyle. Your whole. I'm going to go name. I'm, I'm going to be called Glinda because you talk. If, if you're dating as you get older, <laughs> I can I can kind of get around the name, but it's going to be hard to get get a lot of dates with the big beehive hairstyle coming <laughs> in. <laughs> Can't really make that look cool. Um, <laughs> so when you got to high school, you can have the beehive and still have the mullet. Yeah, well, you have, have the back have the part back coming out. down, but you got the giant beehive coming off the top. So yeah, after thinking about it while you were talking, I I would I would have to go with the hairstyle. Not thrilled with being called you mean Glenda. The oh yeah, Glenn, yeah. I'm sorry, not the hairstyle, but I'll be called Glenda. Yeah, because I can hide the name a little better than the hairstyle. I can wear a giant hat, I guess, but it has to be a big hat. And you do know that if you, if if kids, especially if you take it back to our era and you were a kid, uh, the Wizard of Oz would have still been popular. Oh yeah, and you could have been Glinda the Good Witch. The Good Witch. Oh, I'm sure the nicknames would have been merciless. So, <laughs> but I'll I will stick with being called Glinda. See, and I feel like mine is a little more difficult because Mamie. <laughs> That's a little difficult. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. That that could be brutal to be called Mamie as a little kid. <laughs> um, but yet the kind of George Washington <laughs> hairstyle. <laughs> um, I'm not so sure that will work. See, either. the hairstyle, everybody sort of make fun of you, even kids that don't know you. So at least if they don't know what your name is, they're not going to make fun of you. But man, you're running around with that, you know, Benjamin Franklin or George Washington look going. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's it going to be a rough child. It, would, it wouldn't be good. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with the name too, even though it's Mamie. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, we've decided we are both going to be called our grandma's name. So, Glenda and Mamie. Yep, just call me Mamie. All right. Well, that was fantastic. <laughs> so, well, I I know a few episodes ago I talked about I destroyed my phone and there was a whole, it was a giant mess. But I ended up having to change carriers and get a new phone. But I finally got that all straightened around. Uh, today I did hear Google that came out with a new phone, uh, but they also have this 
Oh, I don't know what they're calling it. It's kind of a push. They said it's their new phone, but it's it's more of a gimmick. It's it's, it's more of a concept. Yeah, it's a digital well being experiment. They're trying to get people to. They said you know not use their phone so much, which is weird. They're coming out with a product, and then they tell you don't use it. Although they just charged you eight hundred dollars for their new phone, but then I don't <laughs> want you to use it very much. But anyway, it just says that hey, our our latest. And there is a, a commercial. I'll try to find it and put it on our Facebook page where the guy's talking about this. But, oh, our newest, the newest Google phone is literally just a piece of paper. That's right. It's part of their digital well-being experiment, and it's to try to limit the, uh, the amount of screen time that people are getting so that they're not uh, addicted to digital devices. But it says the paper. Too late for that. I think it is too. <laughs> the paper phone project is one of Google's open source experiments, which is kind of a weird concept to me as well. Because open source usually implies that oh, we're going to let everyone you know use this technology. Of course you are. It's paper. It's a piece <laughs> of paper. It's you know it's been around for thousands of years. But I mean, I guess we could have went with parchment, maybe a big scroll. <laughs> that would be the, akin to the flip phone. You know, the yeah. old the old people still have the scroll. <laughs> Look at that scroll he's carrying around. <laughs> but it says it includes a phone wallpaper that counts the user's phone unlock. So it's kind of an app that sits on your phone, and it's trying to keep you from unlocking it. And then what it'll do is it will print out for you on a piece of paper, like contacts or directions or your calendar that you would need for that day to try to keep you from using your phone as much. So basically, going back to the way things were done for hundreds of years up until like the last 15. <laughs> until you had the cell phone. Yeah, and they're, they're like, oh, look at this new concept. It's not a new concept. <laughs> it's what people did for hundreds of years. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Next it, week, we're coming out with a thing called the pencil. Yeah, and I like the little tagline. It said, it's just a piece of paper printed with a few pieces of information at home and folded into a rectangle. I think I'm going to have to fold it. I don't think it comes pre-folded. Maybe it folds itself, which, okay, that'd be something new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or my paper's possessed. I don't know which it is. Yeah. But you fold it to a rectangle. Then it says, with a few snips of the scissors, it can even hold a credit card. It is it is a magic paper. Very versatile. It's amazing. An amazing product. So it, And again, it says this is part of their digital well-being experiment. I think it's more of a... Just a ploy to get their name out there and to talk about. Because it also coincides with, like I said, the new Pixel phone, which is coming out at $800 a pop. Yep. So the Pixel 4. So, uh, yeah, I could have just got a piece of paper and saved myself a whole lot of money. The and data then when panel you're, done, is, you're done with it, you need it in the bathroom to wipe. <laughs> it's multi-use. That's right. And the data plan, the storage is only what I can fit on that page. So it's not very much. <laughs> you're writing off the page. I went over my plan. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> The wind takes and blows it out of your hand. Oh, I'm in roaming now. I gotta go find it. <laughs> I lost my phone. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the saga of my phone. And then again, that, tying that in with what I heard today, the the new Google phone is literally a piece of paper. So very very weird. Yes, very strange. Very strange indeed. Hmm. All right. Well, we're gonna just we're just kind of going to go over a few little things we've seen that were maybe kind of humorous over the last couple weeks here and. One day we were at, we were at lunch, and I know you remember this as well. And there was me, a, not the pot, the, the audience, not the right? listeners. Yeah, okay, you, you, you guys there. might remember this, but I doubt it. Yeah. So so we were at lunch, and uh, there was, um, and it just went away. <laughs> well, we were at Arby's, and they had the community bulletin board up there again, which I dearly love because you find all kinds of interesting and fantastic pieces of information and fun facts, fun things on there. 
Uh, if you guys get an opportunity, always check those out because you never know what you're going to find. Yep. You're going to find people selling weird things or you're going to find lost pets. Again, those are sad, but some of those can be pretty humorous with some of the stuff that you'll come up with. Yes, you can. find different job opportunities, uh, things like that. Yeah, so we were, we were in there, and this, this particular sign was hanging on the community bulletin board. And we did, I just looked at it, and it said, turn dreams into potential. Oh, how nice. That's very nice. I feel good and warm and fuzzy about myself. <laughs> I think that's all I've ever been able to do is turn my dreams into potential, because I've well, never turned them into reality. I was going to say, I think when we read that, too, you looked at me and said, Aren't dreams already just potential? <laughs> That's the whole thing of the dream. It's just potential. Oh. My dreams are nightmares. I don't know if I want them becoming reality. No. That's... I think my dreams have come reality and it's terrible. Yeah. I need to go back to just dreaming and forget about trying to make it a reality. You know, and that's something I'm striving for is potential. <laughs> You've got a lot of potential. No, I just have dreams right now. Oh, just dreams. Okay. Eventually I'll have potential, hopefully. And maybe that'll turn into a probability. Good. And then we'll move those probabilities into a possibility. And then maybe, just maybe, by that time, if I haven't died already, because it's 45 years down the road, I will actually have something tangible that I can work with. We'll be into reality. Right oh, now. my goodness. Look how we just turned all that around. Yeah, so our dreams have turned into <laughs> potential, to probabilities, to <laughs> all oh, those steps to reality. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, you're in for a treat because we are going to try something brand new just off the cuff. Um, we'll call this, I don't know, Facebook community page. All the Facebook out there has these different pages for every community that you, you live in. There's there's usually a page for you. You can join them. People will post different things, mostly gripes about local government or, hey, a lost pet. Those are always good. I like to see people get their pets back. But some of the stuff people post on there are just... Wonderful little nuggets of comedy. And just, just the way that they'll even, just what they write. Sometimes you need to think before you just type something and hit the send button. Yeah, because a lot of times it's in the way that it's typed. And the, and then the way that I read it. Sometimes And sometimes there's no punctuation. Yeah. So then you run a couple words together that you don't normally. And we're just starting at the top of my local community here. Uh, we have a page for our community. And I'm just going to start with the first one that's... From today, and, okay. and we're uh, going into this cold, so yeah. this may be comedy gold, or you may never want to hear this segment again. <laughs> All righty, so the first one, this person is looking for a recommendation for a local chimney cleaner who has a great who who has great reviews. Okay, not not <laughs> is it personal reviews then, or about his job? <laughs> He's very <laughs> clean and smells nice. Oh, he's got some great reviews. Maybe he like sang or something while he did it, and he's you know he's getting chimmery, chim chimmery, chim. It's like Mary Poppins. Oh yeah, so so yeah, um, looking for a good chimney cleaner uh, that has reviews. So I don't know. I guess that could be Yelp. I guess that could be uh, you know anything. Any yeah. type of review. All right. Well, let's go on to the next one. This person reported, and this is two hours ago. Small black cat in the library parking lot. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr.'s there. <laughs> oh, no. wrong-headed cat. Okay, gotcha. Oh, that's going to get us in trouble. I know it. Oh. But, you know, it's nice of this person to let the town know that there's a small black cat in the library parking sure. lot. Sure. Um, so, I'm not sure what anybody's supposed to do I wonder if he's still there? Or... Yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> Is there stayed. an update? <laughs> 
Oh, and this next one. Anyone know a good guy that builds retaining walls? <laughs> I don't I don't know if the retaining walls need to be good, but No, just the guy. He does a crappy job with the with the wall, but man, he's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, call Joe. He brings sandwiches over and coffee for you. <laughs> the wall will fall down in about thirty days. Okay. <laughs> Oh, let's see here. Does anyone know of a house cleaner who would clean a house in another city? And this is in our local community <laughs> one. So I don't know why they're looking for a cleaner in another city that's 15, mi- 15 miles away. Um, looking for someone to replace a rather odd front door lock at a condo. <laughs> the, it's an odd front door lock. Yeah, it's an odd front door lock. Okay. That's... <laughs> I only do even front door, so otherwise I would apply for that job. <laughs> oh, let's see here. What else we got? Um, the tree one was good. Which one? The tree one, if you can find that one. That was a good one. What was the tree one? The Buckeye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should be coming yeah, to that, that one, one here. Uh, <laughs> let's see. My rain gauge had two and three quarter inches. <laughs> okay. Let's see here. Sounds like a oh, personal problem. How about this one? I'm in need of the junk guy's phone number. <laughs> There's only one junk guy. So he's super busy. But uh, yeah, we'll try to get your number for him. Yeah, he is the junk the guy. The junk guy for the entire nation. Uh, I like this one. <clears throat> Found a phone at Horseshoe Park in the gazebo. Going to drop it off at the police department. Is that like a rotary phone? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Doesn't that sound old-fashioned? Found a phone at the horseshoe park in the gazebo. So if I can throw it in my horse and buggy, I'll yes. take it up to the police. We'll take station. it to the local constable when next time we make it into town. Come on, Mabel. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. The horseshoe here. park. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a horseshoe park in town. Wow, that is old-fashioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me see here. All right, here's a good one. Anyone know of a Buckeye tree near town? (laughs) They don't want it. They just want to know if you know of one. (laughs) Yeah, and the comments on this are really funny because then people started commenting. Used to be one at the public library. I love it when people tell me where something used to be that no longer is there. That's really helpful. Yeah, that really helped the person. Yes. But then it's funny because the next person says, used to be one at the library. And then the person replied to that said, near the front door. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me where it was that time. What's there now? Nothing. There's nothing there now. But I can go and look and say, well, there used to be a Buckeye tree right there. <laughs> and then there's somebody says there's one on Veterans Road. Just south of the ball diamonds on the walking trail. I didn't know we had trees on the trail. I didn't either. That's dangerous. (laughs) And then this other person replied to that saying, I'm not an expert, but I believe that this is a chestnut chestnut tree of some kind. Similar, though. (laughs) I'm not an expert, but let me tell you what all I know about this tree. (laughs) And then there's corner of Route 150 and Washington Blacktop. My folks had the Buckeye Tavern there in the 50s. That's not a tree. It says, I think the tree is still there. The Buckeye Tavern. I didn't know there was one out there. I didn't either. It's not there now, but people used to come out there and get drunk, and then we'd climb the Buckeye tree. Then the next guy says, we have a couple of them in our yard. He doesn't say, come get them. Or where that's at. 
There and is, the person never said what they wanted to do with the Buckeye trees. No. They just want to know if there's one near town. Maybe they're having a survey. They're counting how many trees there are. How many Buckeyes? How many Maples? <laughs> then the next person says, we have at least a half a dozen in our yard. Oh, all Again, right. <laughs> no address, no come and get them. Just, you know, we have them. Um, Very helpful. And then this next person chimes in, Buckeyes and horse chestnuts are trees of the same family. Does Cliff Clavin live in Morton? <laughs> horse chestnut <laughs> seeds are larger. Neither is related to a true chestnut. Poisonous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm learning way more about buckeye and chestnut trees than I ever thought I'd ever need to know. <laughs> and then the last person says, we have one in our backyard. And again, none of these people said, you can get them there or come over and get them. They, they're like, oh, we have them. But back to the original question, does anyone know of a Buckeye tree? They don't say, I want to come get Buckeyes. <laughs> no. So, Didn't you say there was one on private property? Or... Yeah. There, oh, yeah. There was one on, uh, yeah. There's one on Illinois Street, but on private property. <laughs> so so you can't look at that tree. If somebody comes up and looks at that. That's my, that's my private property tree. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't oh. think that they said he wanted to take tree. He was just wanting to know of a tree. <laughs> oh then, my gracious you get the homes for sale anyone looking to sell their home in the Morton area in the next year looking for four to be- four to five bedrooms in town <laughs> just in town not all together because we have one on Illinois Street one on Main Street <laughs> one on Maple oh my goodness yeah and they're uh, yeah they don't they don't want kitchen or bathroom or anything just, just four to five just bedrooms just four to five bedrooms yeah, and then we got an, an empty lot next to the Kroger that that some tractors went out there and dug it up like they're starting to build something, and that gets to be the the chatter for the next weeks. Then it, every it seems like ever at least once a week somebody says, "Anyone know what's going up next to La Fiesta and Kroger gas station?" <laughs> and then of course you always get the smart Alex on the Facebook uh, comments, you know that that come up. No, it's not us. Um, you know which which I think. I think based on what I've read, it seems that it's going to be a kind of a prompt care type thing. But everybody comes up. We have Trump 2020 headquarters. <laughs> but we don't know. It could be any one of these suggestions. Yes. A cannabis dispensary. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Some recreational Mary Jane. I like this one. A building. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the true one. It probably is. A UFO landing slash departure terminal. Okay. Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> And if you know our town, probably wouldn't go over real well. No. <laughs> a proctologist. <laughs> a vaping shop with video gambling, which video gambling was outlawed in our town. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's why they're poking fun at that. But they said vaping shop with video gambling, and people added to that with marijuana sales, which also got voted down in our town. And the person after that said, and a sex toy shop. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Let's see. We got White Castle. Community Pride. We got Big Al's East, which Big Al is a, a gentleman's club. A in gentleman's Peoria. club. Yeah, where all the gentlemen are. <laughs> um, we've got the club. Morton Airport. <laughs> this this lot's like, you know, 100 yards by 100 yards or something like that. <laughs> Somebody says Callahan Auto Parts. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're a Tommy coming. Boy fan, you'll you'll know that one. <clears throat> This is one of my favorite ones, Ikea. <laughs> it would be like a mini Ikea. <laughs> oh, so I won't go on. There's it's a bunch. An Ikea of Ikea boutique. Yeah, yeah. 
So let's see here. There was one more I think I wanted to hit on here. Um, could play a little music here while yeah. we're. I want to read this because I want to get it just right. Well, you got to do it justice. Somebody took the time to put that in there that exact way. So yeah. we, we really need to do the post. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. All righty. So this person posted, You are invited. Girl Scout Troop 4856 will be hosting a Try Us Out event. <laughs> Please, yeah, please, when you write this stuff out, read it. Have a few people, you know, read yeah, this. Say, is there something, does this sound okay? Does this sound, does this sound right? You can't say that. Like, I'm heading out. Where are you going, honey? I'm going to go try out some Girl Scouts. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. It, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not what you think. So, yeah, kind of check your check your wording as you write these out. And when you hit the enter key. Because, uh, yeah, that could be construed kind of bad. And it's probably just our <laughs> our uh, warped, you know, warped sense of humor. <laughs> and uh, th- This falls under it's funny, so that makes it okay. That's, that's very true. Very <clears throat> so, true. So that's just a few of the things that are going on in my community. Uh, maybe next week or the week after, we'll hit up Doug's community and see what's going on over there. Yeah, we can do that. We well, know it's a happening place. Well, since since we were talking about Facebook, I, that kind of segues into something I was going to touch on. It's you ever see people where they they want to get their point across, or they're upset about something. So sometimes they'll tend to exaggerate to get the point across. Like you no, know, I've never say, seen that. <laughs> so uh, you know, classic example. I literally couldn't get out of bed. Oh yeah, you literally couldn't get out of bed. Really? Okay. I will literally kill so, you. I got a couple examples that I've come across. One, somebody had posted this picture that it was painted on a wall and said, oh, this should be painted on all school walls. And I get what they're trying to say. I understand the point. But it says on the wall they painted, the most dangerous phrase in the language is, we've always done it this way. So I just thought, that's the in the entire language... That's the most dangerous phrase. Pretty dangerous. Not not, not <laughs> nothing from Mein Kampf, from Adolf Hitler, or you know <laughs> Stalin, or Pol Pot. People that have killed millions and millions of people, and and put all that's not the dangerous phrase. We've never done it that way before. That's the one that's going to top the scales. So oh, no, we've always done it oh, this way. Before. We've always done it this way. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we've always done it this way. That's the one that is the most dangerous phrase that's out there. It's very dangerous. We can't have that. People are going to be rounded up and put into prison if they say this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was, I like, really, the most dangerous. Yeah. And then, then I come across another one. This, this was in our Washington page. So this is one thing from our the, the Washington page. Someone had just asked a question. says, has anyone done the Walmart grocery pickup at the Washington Walmart? Pros and cons. Yeah, very straightforward. Of course, you know, there's 53 comments in there. But the one that jumped right out to me as soon as I clicked on it, it just says life-changing. My Walmart trip now takes five minutes instead of an hour. (laughs) 
life-changing, dot, 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 life-changing. If this is what is life-changing to you, you have zero problems. <laughs> it's not like, how do you do it? Oh, you know, I used to be an alcoholic, a drug addict, beat my wife, ran around with a different woman every night. Then I ordered some groceries on the Walmart app, and I went there to get them, and I pulled up, started to get out, and the lady said, no, 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 just stay in your car. We're going to bring them out to you. <laughs> Turned my life around. That right there did it. Turned me around, sobered up, straightened up, quit cheating on my wife, got myself on the straight and narrow. Life-changing event. Thank you, Walmart. <laughs> What's well, nice of them to offer that service? That's, yes. That's so life-changing. A life-changing event from Walmart. I've had life-changing events from Walmart for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I go in there and have to deal with people in the... the uh, Checkout lanes and different things like that are there out of the product that you want. <laughs> that may be life-changing for the negative. <laughs> Do you think in the 1930s and 40s that that same conversation happened on a party line on a phone where, Mabel, I went to the grocery store today and the young man took my groceries out for me. <laughs> it was life-changing. <laughs> no, I think they were saying stuff like, yeah, so glad penicillin's around now so we don't die of the mumps or bees or whatever it is they have. You know, I hope the, the dust bowl will end so our crops will grow so we don't starve to death. We've got the Walmart grocery pickup. That's life-changing. I think those people will be pretty disappointed. In and I've just gotten over the life change of self-checkout. I know. And now you don't even have to do that. You I just know. pull up. They put them in your car. Well, you got that. You got, you know, you know Uber Eats and things like that. You got They bring your food to your house. It's all life changing. The convenience will just keep going and keep going. And that brings me to my next thing. I just saw this uh, was put out by Netflix. We have a lot of people that like Netflix. Netflix like is Netflix. fantastic. We like Netflix. Uh, you know, people go in and they say they binge watch series and complete seasons and complete the complete series. So Netflix, though, has announced a, a new feature. I'm not sure how it's going to work. I read their um, the little blurb that they put out there. Yeah, I just I saw that online, I, and yeah. I didn't I didn't understand it. Didn't give a lot of information about it, but it says that they're going to allow this new feature that will allow people to use choose what playback speed they want for the series. So you can have it normal. You can even slow it down if you wanted to. You can do half speed, <laughs> or you can have it play back at normal. Or it says you can play it back at one and a quarter. Or one and a half times the the fastest speed. So I, are they just getting rid of, you know, all the dead spots between the dialogue? There's no pauses. It's just run right through. I think that's how Gilmore Girls was. <laughs> that's very possible. Very possible. I think earlier you said, is it going to be like Benny Hill? And they're just running, yeah. just running around fast motion. Yeah, like the Keystone Cops. <laughs> it's just... Fast motion, everything's going. No, it used to take all weekend to binge watch a series. Now I can get it done in four hours. <laughs> that seems stressful. This seems like a job now. Is it watching TV? It used to be, it was like, I'm going to relax. I'm going to go home. I'm going to turn on the TV and watch something. Now it's like, oh, man, I got a long week. I got to go home and binge watch a stupid season of this show. Yeah, I got eight episodes oh, to watch this my weekend. my gosh. <laughs> well, this will give you time to drive down to Walmart and wait in your car for the groceries yeah. to come out. <laughs> that's right yeah look at all that time you're saving that's what I, I want to ask that lady it's going back now you've got me on I want to I want to uh, comment on or reply to her and say what are you doing with the extra 55 minutes since it's only taking you 5 minutes out of the hour what are you doing with those extra 55 minutes 
And now I know. She's probably binge-watching two seasons of something now with the new Netflix uh, <laughs> feature that allows you to binge-watch even faster. And meanwhile, the poor kid at Walmart is, like, exhausted because they've had to get everybody's groceries rounded up and haul them out to their cars for them. Pretty soon, Netflix is probably just going to put up a still picture of the season with, like, a paragraph synopsis underneath. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, there. I don't even have to watch the season. <laughs> just tell me what happened yeah, and like show a, me a picture. It's to be how I did my book report, so this would be a crib note. <laughs> That's right. It's going to cover... A lot of the younger younger listeners probably don't know this, like Reader's Digest. You get the Reader's Digest version of it. It's just a little blurb of it, and they shorten it all down, condense it into just what's important. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of movies I've seen nowadays probably could be shortened to that, that length. <laughs> I know, I know. Seems like they're running out of good ideas sometimes. Well, I got a couple of news articles here that I thought you might enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, so, a, I'm uh, always up for news well, articles. Well, I'm going to tell you. This first one, they had a professor that has done some research. And they have found violence and racism and a whitewashing of U.S. history. It's very serious charges. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they are not happy. And I'm glad we've got people on the lookout. And and they have written a paper about it, too. We're going to pass this information along to hopefully help out, give you people some information, help you avoid this potential pitfall. Yeah, we're we're here to inform on the serious matters, too. Yes, we are. We're not just about laughing and having fun. Well. So, anyway, (laughs) apparently they found that there has been. Kind of a, a a genocide, so to speak, where people have went in, they've wiped out an entire indigenous population. And I'm going to tell you right now, it looks like SpongeBob and Patrick and Squidward and even Mr. Krabs goose stepped their way into Bikini Bottom, rounded up all of the local indigenous people. And marched them off to concentration camps because SpongeBob is a violent racist that whitewashes U.S. history. Well, I am certainly glad they found this out. <clears throat> that's that's right. So I just want everybody to know if your kids are watching this, you may want to be very careful. Because it says, this professor says it appears that uh, SpongeBob is a violent racist. And uh, it glosses over the... Uh, Bikini Atoll test, where uh, the United States went in there and moved the indigenous people out of the Bikini Atoll and tested the atomic bomb. And she thinks that's a whitewashing of the U.S. history, and it's making light of that. Um, What she doesn't realize is that Bikini Bottom is a fictional place. The Bikini (laughs) Atoll is real. And I'm pretty sure they just call it Bikini Bottom because the ocean, Bikini... And yeah. bottom because of juvenile humor. You know, yeah. ha bikini bottom. Yeah, 12-year-old This humor. isn't real. This isn't a place that actually existed. SpongeBob and Patrick and Squidward didn't really round up the indigenous peoples there and march, on, march them off to the gas chamber. It's a cartoon. But uh, she said, like, just give you a little, little sample of her here. She added that uh, the detonations not cause concern for the characters as they did for the bikinians. Nor do they compromise SpongeBob's frequent activities like visiting hamburger joints or the beach with his friends. It says SpongeBob SquarePants and his friends play a role in normalization, the settler colonial taking of indigenous lands while erasing the ancestral Bikinian people from their non fictional homeland. It's a cartoon. I know. She's insane. <laughs> 
Yeah, I like the... And this the, woman's got tenure at a college and is teaching kids. Yeah. She's insane. I like on the, la- the last line of the story, it says, she writes that, despite being presented as a nonsensical and harmless cartoon, SpongeBob shapes global perceptions of the actual place called Bikini and calls it disturbing that the show's creators did not understand that Bikini Bottom and Bikini Atoll were not theirs for the taking. <laughs> they made up Bikini Bottom. Oh, this, this woman is insane. These are the kind of people that you deal with out there on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awful. Well, we're here to inform, yes. so there we go. Uh, the next story... I think it, it could even be a tie-in to uh, Halloween last week. I'm not sure. But it said that a uh, California man was caught wearing only women's lingerie during a home break-in. Now, maybe he was trick-or-treating. Maybe he was dressed up as like one of the Victoria lingerie angels. Could be. I don't think he'll get his wings with this kind of activity, though. You think he had a Breaking plastic in? mask with a little slit in the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, they had a picture of him, and it was just him and... Uh, some little panties and a bra. Nice. Yeah, but it says uh, he allegedly, allegedly broke into a house while dressed in only women's underwear before being forced to leave the scene. Um, uh, Sean McGuire, 37, was arrested after the bizarre bizarre ordeal that the family woke up in the middle of the night to find McGuire dressed in lingerie. The homeowners told investigators he called out to the man described as transient before hearing an exterior door open and slam close. Around the same time, someone spotted a man running out of the open garage, quote, wearing only underwear. <laughs> Said he ran upstairs to call 911 and uh, told the police, and they came and arrested the man in only a bra and panties. <laughs> so, I'm not a criminal. It doesn't seem like that is a good outfit to wear if you're going to go break into somebody's house or do some kind of criminal activity. Maybe you're sleepwalking. Maybe he was in bed, and that's what he wears to bed, and he just happened oh, that's to a, That's sleep. disturbing as well. But <laughs> um, Yeah, it, it doesn't say that he took anything. He just broke into the house and was kind of walking around in uh, in women, women's underwear. Uh, and it doesn't say from this that he took the underwear from that home. It's like he was in them walking around and decided to go into the home. Um, well, yeah, it says he's described as a transient. Uh, did he, did somebody, I guess how did he acquire these particular I, items? I don't know. I'm not sure, but it says he was <laughs> taken into custody on several charges, including burglary, indecent exposure, and trespassing. The owner says he has since ordered a security system with camera and plans to adopt a dog for protection. <laughs> I think it sounds like a good idea. I think so. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, that's a cautionary tale for any of you children and kids out there running around thinking to do something. Do not wear women's lingerie if you're going to uh, break into somebody's house. Yeah. I would not break into somebody's house, but you don't want to wear the lingerie. Yeah, I, th- <clears throat> I think if you're going to break into someone's home, you probably need to wear your felony purse. I, I think the felony purse would be... Or your break-in purse. Yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever fits the particular mood, you know. Maybe that was his burglary bra. It could have been. <laughs> so, I don't know. Oh, my but, goodness. Uh, yeah, so there we go. Home invasion and women's lingerie. Yeah. There we go. Well, I'm glad to know about SpongeBob. I guess uh, I won't be watching him no, anymore. No, sad day. Um, I didn't know he was uh, 
just like Hitler. Yeah. So violent, yeah, violent, violent racist, violent racist who uh, got rid of the indigenous people of Bikini Bottom, even though they're all fictional. It's cartoon, and they're just cartoon sponges and fishes. But you know, you think that the Bikini Atoll or Atoll or whatever you call it. You think they had Krabby Patties there for... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but, uh, you know, there's enough things wrong with this world that I don't know why people want to go after some made-up stuff like this. But that's that's what she's decided to, uh, to, to charge up and attack. So, there you go. I thought maybe they were going to say that, you know, SpongeBob was, you know, it was being derogatory towards sponges. <laughs> that would make more sense. I would, okay, fine, that's weird. And from, but, what I, from what I've seen of the show, it seems like most of the violence is inflicted on him. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's him being stupid. Well, I think they were saying too, because it shows him going to the beach and uh, going to the burger joint, and that is U.S. culture. And not indigenous people's culture. So yeah. I don't know what they, they... But if he'd have went down there and, like, lived in a grass hut and ate roasted pineapple or whatever, they'd say, oh, he's a cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't win with these people. They're insane. Yep, yep. Look, Looking for something to complain about. They are. Well, let's look ahead, on that note, to the upcoming week. And let's see if there's anything we're going to... Uh, Get through the week and have a little fun celebrating some of these goofy and weird holidays. Yep, we always have our yep. day of the week at the end of our show. So, uh, I'm going to start off here. On Monday, November 4th, we have Common Sense Day. So, okay. Uh, and you're, there's the familiar saying, common sense is not that common. <laughs> so, celebrate this rarely used quality on November 4th. So, the date coincides with the date of the actor, or the, the date coincides with the birthday of the actor, Will Rogers, really? who sought to have coined that phrase. Hmm. So, so Will Rogers came up with the... That's what that's what it says. Um, now, whether that's true or not, some we've had some discrepancies with some of these, uh, some of these uh, different pieces of information that they've given us from here, but uh, that's what it's saying. Also, did you know that Thomas Paine wrote a pamphlet in 1776 called Common Sense. And in it, he drew out the need for the independence of the 13 British colonies from the, from North America, or in North America from Britain. And that pamphlet is thought to have inspired the American Revolution. Hmm. Interesting. So Did common, not know that. Common Sense Day. So it doesn't really give you any ways to, well, yes, to celebrate it. says, what can we say? Use your common sense. Don't do anything stupid on that day. So this would be a great well, I mean, day. I probably should just stay home. <laughs> 90% of the drivers don't know how to celebrate this day. <laughs> but yeah, November 4th, Monday, is Common Sense Day. Well, on Tuesday, November 5th, it's another week where you get a break on a day. Oh, so well, we, we have go. nothing scheduled on the 5th. On Tuesday, I know a lot of times, is it, is it usually the first Tuesday that's Election Day? Of I November. Think so. So maybe you've got a local election, or maybe some uh, some elections going on. You could you could uh, take advantage of that, uh, get out and vote. Um, I'm not sure what offices might be running in your area, but you could look into that. Uh, but then on Wednesday, November sixth, we have Saxophone Day. Oh, nice! My son plays the saxophone. Okay, well, this is an unofficial holiday that celebrates the wood woodwind instrument 
popularly used in jazz, classical, and military ensembles. Um, you all know what the saxophone is. It's a cool instrument. Um, so we're just celebrating that instrument this day. What if they have drum day or French horn day or, you know, why does the saxophone get a day? Because the saxophone is cool. I guess. Um, <laughs> clarinet day. <laughs> clarinet day. Oh, we're going to mm-hmm. pick on you clarinetist. All right. Well, how can you celebrate this? Are you a saxophonist? Bring out your instrument and play some music with a band or solo for your family and friends. Go out in the street and just play. Uh, attend a chamber music, jazz, or symphony orchestra concert. Keep an ear out for the saxophone notes. And then the last one is if you've always wanted to learn how to play the saxophone, today is the day to get started. There you go. You can pick you up a saxophone and start playing. So this nice. is Saxophone Day, November 6th. Uh, November 7th, which is Thursday. And we got a couple things to celebrate on that day. And I'm, I'm going to tell you the first one here. It's Men Make Dinner Day. This is a horrible holiday. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and uh, it's probably more of a punishment to my well, family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, well, in all honesty, I do do a lot of cooking. I, I actually, I, I, I like, I like to, cook. to cook. But so, the first Thursday of November is Men Make Dinner Day, a made-up holiday that encourages men to actively participate in household matters such as cooking. Now, see, to me, it seems like, no, that should be which actively or encourages men to actively participate in cooking. Because it's men make dinner day, not men do household chore day. No, just dinner. I'll make dinner. I don't want to do the dishes (laughs) or the laundry. Maybe that's the other part of the day. Women do dishes day. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) So men make dinner day, it says, an attempt to spread the message that men can cook and take the responsibilities that were previously thought to be women's task. Mm -hmm. How do you celebrate? If you never learned to cook, maybe today is the day to begin. Find your recipe, try something to cook. Uh, it says sit down and schedule with your partner a, a way that you can share the responsibilities of cooking. It says, or maybe wear an apron, get into that kitchen, make dinner for your family. Or if it's just you and your wife, maybe surprise her at the door wearing nothing but an apron. <laughs> just kidding. That probably wouldn't go over too well either. So. <laughs> Little did you know fact says the oldest cookbook on record was written in Latin and historians believe that it was written sometime in the first century. So November 7th, men make dinner day. Well, also on this day, it is International Stout Day. And Some men probably have to celebrate that day before they were to ever start to cook. So maybe. <laughs> and also, also on the internet, on the men's uh, cooking day, how do the women celebrate that? I just eat the food, I guess. men make? Sure. Which I said, that might be punishment for some. It very well could be. (laughs) All right. But also on Thursday, you have International Stout Day, which pays tribute to the stout, a popular type of beer. Uh, Historically, stout beer was considered to be a type of porter, a dark beer made from brown malt, first introduced in London, England in the 17th century and popular throughout England and Ireland. Uh, So ways you can celebrate Stout Day is gather your loved ones and visit a local brewery or bar to participate in a stout beer tasting. Or if you're a home brewer, why not take the opportunity to make your own signature stout at home? Don't forget to share with friends and family. Learn more about the history of beers in general and stouts in particular. So you could have this with the dinner that you make. There you go. Pair it up nicely. 
Yep, so that's the two things you can do on Thursday. All right. Friday, November 8th, Tongue Twister Day. Now, I'm going to attempt this. I haven't done it in a long time. We'll see if I can do it. A flea and a fly flew up in a flu. Said the flea let us fly. Said the fly let us flee. So they flew out a flaw in the flu. Whew. So, <laughs> get out there and try to say some tongue twisters. You can do Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. You can do a skunk sat on a stump. And the stump thought the skunk stunk. And the stump and the skunk thought the stump stunk. Which stunk? The skunk or the stump? That's right. See, I can't do it. That's right. So a tongue twister is a phrase that is very hard to say for people to articulate, especially when spoken in sequence really fast. Yeah. So like Peter Piper picked a peck of pickle. Ah, <laughs> Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Say it ten times fast. Um, so it says here, uh, one of the things you can do, tongue twisters tend to rely on similar sounding words that alternate. That means that the first letters or sounds in the words are the same. And how can you celebrate this day? Have a tongue twister contest with your family, friends, co-workers, whoever's available. Uh, you could also try making up your own tongue twisters. And a little did you know, she sells seashells on the seashore. That's a popular tongue twister. I think most people have probably heard that. Yep. It comes from a poem written by British songwriter Terry Sullivan and was based on the real life of Mary Anning, a British fossil collector who was known to scout the beaches for fossils. Nice. Let's hear you do toy boat five times real fast. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. <laughs> and that was about as fast as I could do it. That's a tough one. Oh, uh, so yeah, tongue twisters. We used to do those a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, we did too. Uh, and everybody always tried to get you to say a bad word because they would do one that had like a, if you said it wrong, it would turn into a bad yep. word. So yeah, those uh, not fun. So uh, so yeah, that's uh, on what the seventh. No, the 8th. I am sorry. Okay. November 8th, Friday. Yeah, so on Saturday, the 9th, we have Chaos Never Dies yeah, This is day. an odd day. I am not sure what this one is about. Yep. Well, here we go. Feel like your life sometimes spirals into a chaotic mess? Always. <laughs> then Chaos Never Dies Day on November 9th is the holiday for you. So... This made-up holiday encourages people to realize that chaos is part of life and that it will never die. So instead of getting hassled by it, just take a deep breath, let go of things that create chaos in your life on this day. Um, so what can you do to celebrate this? You can take the day for yourself and do things that de-stress you. Pack your lunch, go for a picnic in the park with your loved ones. They really like to take your loved ones out a lot on these. They do. Um, so. They should do that. Yes. It'd save, you know, open up a lot of time for me. I, I guess so. Could binge watch and go do all kinds of stuff that way. <laughs> watch a feel-good movie or read a book. Um, take a nap in the middle of the day and remember, chaos never dies. That sounds like a movie. It does sound like a movie. So it can... A James Bond movie. Chaos never dies. Yeah. So it can wait to hassle you for one more day. So yeah, the day after this, I'm probably going to get double the chaos the next day. <laughs> you probably are. So, so yeah, Saturday, November 9th is Chaos Never Dies Day. All right, Sunday, November 10th is another day where we got a couple things. Um, first one is Forget Me Not Day. 
November 10th is Forget-Me-Not Day. All of us have people in our lives that we care about but are bad about keeping in touch with. Uh, the Forget-Me-Not Day is an unofficial holiday that encourages people to try and reconnect with all those they may not be in touch with anymore. It's not clear who created this holiday, which is also called National Forget-Me-Not Day in the U.S. But here's a little aside in New Zealand. They have a similar holiday, but it's not on November, called Forget-Me-Not Days. And it was actually started by uh, two bank insurances, it says, but it, they used it as a way to fundraise for Alzheimer's Association. Oh, good cause. And they uh, they give out uh, forget-me-not flowers. They're little blue flowers. And uh, one of the ways to celebrate is just try to contact long-lost friend on social media website. Get them talking with you. Send a note saying that even though you haven't been in touch, you still miss somebody and care about them. Send forget-me-not flowers to your loved one as a way to tell them how much they mean to you. And that in some cultures, the forget-me-not flowers are used to remember those who have died in war. Okay. And that's uh, forget-me-not day, Sunday. November All right. 10th. I'll try to remember that. <laughs> I'll send you some flowers. <laughs> well, also on Sunday, you can celebrate Vanilla Cupcake Day. I, I dig vanilla cupcakes. A few weeks ago, we had Chocolate Cupcake Day. Uh, well, this one's vanilla, so you can't have chocolate today. you got to have vanilla. So how do you celebrate Vanilla Cupcake Day? You chocolate ask? chip cookies. <laughs> no, not, not it. All right. Well, here's what you do. You bust out your baking supplies, and it says back, bake some delicious vanilla cupcakes. Don't forget to share with family, friends, and coworkers. Now, this is when the women are back in the kitchen, right? Yeah. Okay, Yeah. Good. Just making sure. You don't want us cooking these. No, you women get out there, bake them vanilla cupcakes for us. Yeah, and you can gourmet up your vanilla cupcakes by adding bacon or bourbon or beer. You could use port beer from earlier in the week Yeah. to batter up the icing. <laughs> it says, prefer chocolate instead? Just wait for 11 months and you'll be able to celebrate Chocolate Cupcake Day on October 18th. Yes, which we, we did have that. So that is it. All right. Well, that wraps up the first week of November. So we're getting closer to Thanksgiving, closer to Christmas. Uh, like I said, we're going to try to get our wives in here pretty soon and see if we can uh, get a little bit of a female perspective on some of this stuff as well. And, oh, they're ready to go. Oh, they're chomping at the bit to get in here and uh, <laughs> tell us what all we're doing wrong. <laughs> so we love our wives. We're just kidding about all that other stuff. We'll have a good time and hopefully you guys will too. So thanks again for listening. That's the show. Thanks and see ya. Well, that's the show. Thanks again for listening to It's Funny That Makes It Okay. Be sure to join us next week for a break from the mundane. Please rate, review, and share our podcast. Feel free to send comments to it's funny at comic.com. Remember, if you see or do something that's a little questionable, as long as it's funny, that makes it okay.